0: War of the Ring, Dread, and Country Dancing. This is Staying In. Oh, is this because we're filming the podcast? Yeah, exactly. You need to look good. <laughs> 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 For the first time in. recording. Staying In History, Chris is wearing trousers whilst recording. so uh, right. T for four, T for four.
1: <clears throat> is that because my voice is very It's
0: whistling? like talking to Whispering Bob this morning. This? Whispering, you say that like that's the thing. <laughs> Who's Whispering Bob? Do you know who Whispering Bob is? I've famous, no idea. Um, Bob Philos- Harris? Philosopher. <laughs> <A> famous <laughs> famous philosopher. philosopher Whispering Bob. <laughs> whispering Bob. Well, if you've got the right tone of voice, everything you say is, is a philosophy, really. Hmm the eggs Chris Chris yes sir. say in your in your new timbre in, in my new timbre yeah, uh, me yeah. A, bit, a, bit than a bit closer to yeah, yeah. the a bit closer to the mic yeah Okay. I want you to say yeah. the eggs were cold this morning
1: the eggs were cold this morning mm. I, feel, I feel like Nixon and. But that, I that feels like, like no that feels Nixon. like poetry that doesn't feel like philosophy that <laughs> feels like poetry the eggs were cold this morning
0: yeah. It yeah, says at the mush. start of like it's a crime novel. Yeah. <laughs> <the> <laughs> I'm the eggs were cold this morning. I'm practically Dylan Thomas. Um, the um, rain laughed at the window. Before we start, obviously we there might be some spurious record noises yeah here. Yeah. So you've got your 360 camera, which might make a on top of the Jenga. On top of the Jenga that we used for Dread yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we've, also it's got, um, um, <laughs> we've also got a message. We've also got all the doors are open which are nice so I might have some tweeting birds that are currently on my bird feeders happily eating the food that I provide yeah. what do they give back yeah what do they give back to you what do they give selfish um, but obviously that attracts with it my fairy companion Poppy um, so she may bark and the dishwasher's making an <laughs> interesting <infamous laughs> so um, we've noise. got about eight or nine hosts on this podcast <laughs> staying in podcasts featuring this is why we don't record together yeah, because oh it's just um, it, it is too. Um, it's, it's just full of problems that we don't encounter when we're just all our individual. That's that sound. Yeah, I swiped. Oh. So check the staying in Twitter feed you to see, see that. Phone.
2: <laughs> That's our
1: first is the video.
0: All right. I'll get Sorry,
2: Chris. hello. So is the video now like rolling? It's rolling. So, we, so people are so, looking at us but, right now. Well, they could be. They're bored. They could just be looking at the wall over there. It's about a pretty big wall. So basically, we've been faffing around with a 360 video camera. To only show 180 degrees, To only show 180 degrees.
0: So so Chris, like, you've been playing... For the whole entire weekend that you've been in my house... Yeah. You've been playing around with this 360. Every game that we've played, and we have played a lot. A lot.
1: And what's it, sorry... I keep forgetting the, the beta... A Ricoh... It's a Ricoh Theta S camera. Right. Uh, <coughs> and what does it do? Basically, it, it's <laughs> got two... <laughs> well, it's a 360 camera. <laughs> the name creates itself. Basically, it's got two fisheye lenses that are back-to-back, and um, it takes a single picture of um, through both fisheye lenses and then stitches it together into a 360 photograph, which is basically the, the inside of a sphere. Mm. And you can actually take the photos remotely from your phone and um, kind of manipulate them. So what it means is that I can just, put, with one press of a button, I can capture the entire space around me and actually yeah. pan through that photograph as if I was kind of turning my head. And before, but
2: before I really used any of this sort of stuff... I sort of thought 360 video 360 pictures all that kind of thing I really saw the whole thing as just a massive gimmick and a way for tech companies to have mm-hmm. a new technology to push Yeah. and then when we were playing stuff like Tick a Ride and all these other bits and pieces um, all these other board games you start to realise that you can the the sort of practical purpose of yeah. these things so like you could put on a VR headset you can upload this to YouTube you, were showing yeah. me. you can upload this to YouTube Yeah. you can then if you haven't got a VR device, you can just scroll around the image and yeah, you yeah. can see things moving in 360 yeah. and you can actually choose the camera direction, I suppose, that you want to be looking in. But if you've got a VR headset, you could be sat there and then looking around the world, you're looking at the thing. That's it, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't have enough money to be buying a VR headset
3: because they're not the cheapest, right. you can get, um, is it Google Cardboard? That's it, yeah. Right. basically a pair of cardboard goggles that you can slot your phone into that's it, yeah. and then you it on YouTube and so it just acts as a VR device because you look around and the, yeah. the camera That's on the, the phone is moving with you and mm. so it follows
0: the camera so you're looking around. When when, when do we do predict the first 360 degree uh, video camera based horror movie? Stay with me. Stay with me. right. Here's the a, here's a synopsis. I'm not leaving. Stay okay. with me. Okay. Young, young, a young man. Yeah, yeah. About 30-ish. Let's say it's Chris. Okay. Comes home one day.
1: Mummy mummy Slash Hang on hang
0: on <laughs> Right okay I'll just
1: say I'm, I don't live with my mother <laughs> Okay I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's you and I'm just saying I also saying... don't call it mummy <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, I You just said Chris. Let's call it Chris Yeah I'm just saying like
0: Imagine just like A person of your age okay. And sort of All Yeah right. Personage. I'm not saying it's actually you. Just kind of stand looking in front of the mirror. Yeah, okay. you're not. Standing. So I'm just saying, it comes home and says, "Mummy, mummy, slash yeah. my significant other. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've just bought myself a 360 camera. Let's play around with it. Cue hilarious yeah. 90s horror film montage of taking shots with the 360 camera late at night that evening with some fun <coughs> music in the background. Some fun music in the background. Mm-hmm. But late at night that evening, Chris slash not Chris. Um, starts looking back at the photos and just scrolling through, and he notices in the background yeah. of the of the angles uh, unknown to us, he starts to see a figure. I see yeah. a child. But there's always uh, a figure in the background. Yeah, is it a ghost? Um, well, I don't know. You have to see the film to what, find out. This <laughs> film it <that> doesn't. exist. <laughs> see Pete's into this <laughs> day. Sounds great, Pete. So when's it come out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And you could call it like three hundred and kill me. 360 <laughs> Ways to Die <laughs>
1: 360 Degrees of Murder 360
0: <laughs> What's the sequel going
1: to be? 361 uh, it be degrees. 720
0: 720 Things just Things just Went around again you know, Back around again uh, 720
1: yeah. Back around again They thought it was all over <laughs>
0: Yeah
1: Do you remember that rumor that the Xbox 360 Was going to be called The Xbox 720 The sequel to it there's a room and go Yeah. Oh, well, ridiculous thing. <laughs> then they went back to the
2: Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> um, a word. But yeah, I'm a
0: convert to this stuff. I think it's kind of cool. I think yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. Well,
1: we'll put this on YouTube hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully yeah.
0: We, we, we filmed some of our. When we played War of the Ring. Oh gosh. The game that takes up. On this table. The whole of this table that we're currently
1: on that seats four people. We filmed some of that in... Uh, it's a two-player game, isn't it? It's a two-player yes. game. You can play a four-player if you want to, but ostensibly it's a two-player game. What, like, on the left hand, down to the right hand? You roll that dice, I'll roll my son. Yeah. brother's
0: turn of two sons. Yeah. at this <laughs> <for> the controller. <laughs> you have to lash your legs all together <laughs> yeah. so you're one being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the four play edition comes with one of those special coats in the box Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that you have to share like so you have to play the game like that and also
2: do like, like a in a supermarket and then, and
0: then the other team are in a pantomime donkey mm.
2: <laughs> The
0: Horse.
1: So, <laughs> have, have we have we talked about have we talked about uh, this?
0: We did. Uh, but I, think, we, I think it got <laughs> Yeah, We did. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: The, the, the Bachelor went on this. Oh uh, yes. yeah. yeah, so okay. And yeah. um, um, War of the Ring is essentially. I hate the I hate this phrase when people use it in reviews when they say it's da da in a box. But this when is, do people say that? They do. They say that about. I've yeah, heard that. They say that have about you? the um, the X Wing games. It's Star Wars in a box. No, okay, it's this thing in a box. Yeah. This is Lord of the Rings in a box. Well, the fact it comes in a box means that it lends itself yeah, for... No, good. I could
0: understand that. If it's it's not nice just really a box with the books of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> this is Lord it's of the Rings. It's the most obvious way of saying it. this is Lord of the
1: Rings. In a box. Yeah. Um, so, basically, it, it's set um, from when the Hobbits get to Rivendell. Yeah. And it's your favourite bit. Yeah. Asymmetrical play, but basically... One team is the Fellowship and the, and the allies, essentially, the good peoples of Middle Earth, like Rohan, Gondor, uh, the Dwarves, that kind of thing. And the other person, who was Sam, was Sauron. Um, Sauron's forces is in Mordor. All he has to do is to basically have his army just um, make their way across Middle Earth and take over many of my strongholds at the same time trying to find the fellowship so it becomes a bit of a hidden movement game so I was playing as the fellowship trying at times to get my fellowship across but I feel Sauron's eye constantly on me the mechanics of this game works so really well in terms of the theme because essentially um, we put the Sauron the hunt tokens down there and it means that it increases the chances of me being seen so I have to take that gamble Okay, do I try and move the fellowship even though there's a good chance I'm going to be seen Oh. I'm sorry I just what
0: <laughs> this is my dog objecting to know, <laughs> yeah. this rules run through to um. try and get her in copy yeah. copy <laughs> say inside
1: inside, inside. alright she's coming do you want to close the door yeah
0: no.
1: so yeah so, um, so I had to try and make those choices at the same time I'm trying to get all the good people that are currently at peace to get them to fight to become politically active and at war because at the moment they're not which is the same in the books Mm. but the war kind of catches Gondor and everyone else by surprise <clears throat> so I've got to make these choices and what's great about it is that I was quite intimidated by the fact that the rule book had chapters and to understand it I watched like an hour long play of it which helped a lot we both did that mm. so I've never done so much prep for a game in my life no. um, and we were kind of intimidated by it really I was Um so you've got this huge kind of board, but what's great is that it's actually a lot of it is mitigated by dice, so you roll certain dice and that, that limits you in terms of the choices you make. It doesn't limit you too much, but it limits you just enough that you feel, that, okay, I can have a strategy here, but I mean, it may be subject to change depending on the dice roll. Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt so good. The Aries games who made this, there's a reason why it's a classic, is because they've immersed themselves in the books so much that if you love the books like I do, if you just played the books all the choices you make would make so much sense mechanically because there are little things in the game. You're thinking, why is there a fortress at this point in the map? That makes no sense whatsoever, gaming speak. Speaking. Gaming speak. Ludically speak. <laughs> the new show from Chris Welcome time. to gaming speak. I've lost my voice, basically, from playing Dread, which we'll get on to in a bit. So, um, so sorry. Um, but basically... <laughs> he didn't prep for that. No, so <laughs> he didn't sorry. train his voice. So sorry. Um... So but the reason it is it's there is because in the book that's where it was on the map. So yeah. you let it you let it pass. It's not like a made up world. This is a world of somebody else's, which it's an IP that already exists. Mm. Um and we played how long did it take us? Uh, about four hours, maybe four and a half four hours. Four hours, Four and a half hours. Through. I loved it. Even though I lost. I got I basically, I was a bit stupid, a bit reckless. I basically killed most of my fellowship. It was a kind of, what would happen, kind of thing. And, yeah, I made some reckless choices. But it was really interesting. I I did some great stuff. Like, I managed to, I can't remember where it was, the fortress, but I managed to take it back off you after you'd taken it off me. And I managed to whittle you down to one. I managed to kill Saruman, I remember that. Yes. But I literally got the hobbits literally one step away from the crack of doing And um, I think um, I was either Corrupted Yeah yeah You got corrupted By the ring By the ring And Mm -hmm. that was it But I didn't care It It felt so good Getting there And you feel like You're playing An alternative version You feel like You've achieved Something Yeah it's amazing So is this a new game Or is it it, Has it been out For a while Or Um, It's been out About Off the top of my head I want to say It's been out About seven years Okay I think it's been reprinted a couple of times because they're getting expansions soon right the expansions there are two expansions no, there are three expansions I think for Ooh. it I'm going to get um, which add these beautiful kind of miniature figures which basically essentially, it's the same game but you add more factions and there's more complexity in terms of what you and I can do so you can bring in Elrond, right. Galadriel that kind of thing <laughs> so, so get what, on you get another table in, <laughs> you can bring in the eagles I'm going to get... The reason I bought it, one of the reasons I bought it was because of a conversation I had with Richard. When I, he said, like, OK, well if you uh, had to say, if you're on a desert island you have to take three games, what do you take? And I realised that all the games I chose are like the only games I really own and play, are quite light ones. So like, I really want to have a go at playing something meaty and heavy. Mm. There's also a jo- enjoyment that comes from
0: actually having this, this wonderful board in front of you. Like, I was playing um, games the other day and uh, uh, a friend of mine we are playing with was just like, let's play something with a board. I was like, oh, I don't really mm. have any. Like most of my games, are like kind of more like either card based or social based. Yeah. So you're doing everything like you know together. There's nothing really as a like a traditional sort of board, a board thing. So it's nice to. I mean, I've now I've now bought tickets ride Europe, which kind of yes. solved that problem. We've got a hell of a board. Which is which is half. If you want to imagine what War of the Ring is like in in size, yeah. it's just double the board you get for standard ticket to ride in Europe that's too big no it's not but But it's it's nice it's nice to have a sort of physical representation of where things are moving not just in War of the Ring but in because you know when you have a board even that like race mechanic of like oh where is my token in relation to the score and seeing something grow like that's the thing I love about Ticket to Ride is it starts off as an empty board and suddenly it just gets splattered with these beautiful coloured rails with like these trains
2: and it starts with so much freedom and like opportunity and within you know 10 turns you're immediately like I have no idea where I'm going to place my next row like thinking about alternative routes to the destination that you know that you need to get to because we've been playing Ticket to Ride we've been playing kind of the wrong way round if you know what I mean like we've been playing the digital <laughs> version yeah. we've been we taking the we've, we've been taking
3: trains off yeah. the board and put it back in back we were playing the other side of the board yeah, yeah. Christ
0: we would be like <laughs> so difficult privatising rail so so Ticket what, to Ride the de-industrialisation and, and of the railway a dystopian future <laughs> game by Alan R. Moon with the O Doctor <laughs> Beaching <laughs> version yeah. so we've, we've been playing we've been playing the digital version and
2: that's so that kind was a big of out a day sale wasn't it yeah and that's kind of spurred up um, I don't know. Did you buy Ticket to Ride Europe because because you played digital version? It was it was
0: a combination of one of wanting a game that was that had a board that had yeah. like this sort of physical map, and the fact that we were playing it together and it actually made me real because Ticket to Ride has always been one of those sort of fringe games like Carcassonne and yeah and, um, Catan and Catan kind of kind of those games where I always thought I'd like to play that once, but I'm not sort of It's sure one of those staple I'm games, isn't it? That yeah. everyone kind of refers to as these are the kind of the core games that you should and, be and, playing. And because of it. that, because I'm kind of like um, two draws into my um, ball game collection, I'm like, I'd like to experience that game, but committing 25, 30 quid to buying it when it could just be a nice experience. Mm. I'm, you, know, so you don't always, waste that. No, because uh, Small World was the that's same. A, yeah. So Small World was, was another game that was in this Day uh, digital sale. And that's always been a game that, oh, I'd like to play that because it looks quite fun to play. But committing 30 quid to having it and then having a box to then yeah. store is, for me, that's a big decision. So, But once you played the digital version of Ticket Riser, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. I like these mechanics. I like how it can work. And I, and I can see us playing it in a... You know, in a physical spot.
2: Yeah, you can see when you play the digital version how, like, how how physically it might be a different experience, probably an improved experience. Yeah. Like, I really like the digital version. In the same way that I like the Star Realms digital version, because it's like I can play it, and the mechanics are the same, and it feels great to play it in this kind of uh, you know everybody taking turns kind of a way, and when we're all remote. Then uh, we can actually play a board game together And that's great Um, But physically playing uh, Ticket to Ride Europe There is It's a slower paced game But it feels like I was making more I don't know When
3: we played the digital
2: game
0: It was pretty slow paced That's that's true You've got 15 days between moves And and people are taking a lot of advantage But the but the But the, the time that you take to do
2: your turn Is a lot quicker in the digital version as in the actual time that you're pl- actively playing your period of time as in the time that you're actually putting down but there, but some, cards but there's
0: something stuff. in that because when we were playing the digital version and it like comes around to my go yeah it's like I felt first of all I feel no pressure I feel no pressure to take my go straight away right I feel like well let's just let's just see I can look at my cards and think about it in a bit more of a sort of space and also b- before my go i've got a lot more time to consider well i've got these cards what do i want to do on my next go yeah. whereas when you play in the physical version it's almost like bam like it's your turn again
3: Plus, on the digital version you have things like the the tickets that you get for the routes the routes are naturally highlighted on the map for you so yeah, you can yeah. see at a glance where you need to be and it's much easier i think to see that than on the physical version where you're constantly kind of streaming leaning across the table trying to find where your roots
0: are mm. and trying to work your way around them it was much easier but there's part of that but, but, but part of me likes a bit of that vulnerability built into the physical game because suddenly you become as a player I feel a lot more you're a lot more liable to make um, to make accidents yeah. to, to do something accidentally because suddenly yeah. it's round your turn again you've spent that entire like other people's playing as other people are playing their turn you spent the whole time trying to find out where Warsaw is and seeing how you can get there and suddenly it's your turn the cards that you wanted have been picked up from the thing yeah. and you're just like well now I'm in a situation I didn't plan for Whether it's in the digital version it's kind of like oh well that kind of It's easier to make
3: mistakes in the physical version Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: which and that leads to fun and yeah. you know interactivity
2: between the players But there's also there's also something really nice about when I'm when I'm playing the digital version which I do really like but when I'm playing the digital version I'm seeing potential lanes so that I can win whereas when I'm playing the physical version I'm like oh that's where Kiev is or oh that's where <laughs> <London's>. Budapest is <laughs> London yeah but like I feel much more of a connection to simply because it's physical I feel much yeah. more of a connection to the pieces and to the to the theme I think yeah um, but yeah I, I, I really I
1: really enjoy playing uh, Europe I thought it was good yeah no I agree it's a classic it's been a few years since I've played it it's one of those essentials it's one of those things that you they you think it's essential yeah okay. every family should own that's yeah. what I mean in that concept it's an essential family game yeah so but I, like you you went down the Catan but you could have easily just got ticket ride I think well, I haven't played Kitan in years. Though. I know, but you started with Katan. Yeah, in terms of you could have started, say, with Ticket to Ride. It, it's, a, I mean, it's a gateway game. We've talked yeah, about gateway games yeah. before. Catan yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: the same. Ticket to Ride is a very similar thing. Yeah. It's quite complex, but quite easy to pick up. It's yeah, quite, yeah. you don't you don't need. It's not like more advanced games where you need to probably have a, a knowledge of how board games work and stuff like that. It's very simple. I have coloured cards. There are coloured lines on the board. I put those cards down I put trains down it's very simple Mm. like that Mm. but I do like the digital version, Mm. and I like I like the idea of because we play the only games we usually play are on kind of console and stuff Yeah, and we all like board games but I quite like being able to play a board game with you guys but obviously we live all in different cities around the UK so it's very very difficult yeah um, which is why when we do weekends like this We basically Because I don't play board games that often So when I come here I basically max out Like two years worth of board gaming Yeah, yeah I, mean, we, um, I mean if we take a look I'm sorry like, now I don't yeah, have to worry about two, board three, gaming three, For another two years You know you quota. Yeah absolutely
0: seven, I'm saturated Eight Eight board <laughs> games you played This weekend So far Eight Plus Rocket eight.
3: League Plus Rocket League on PlayStation And
0: uh, Lovers in Space Time Yeah And Dark Stories Which Dark stories I mean, two. I mean that's not a game, really, is it? In Dark Stories
2: really? Two is like, it is the best worst
0: game. It is, isn't it? It isn't is. It but, but there's a there's a perfect there's a perfect moment for Dark Stories Two in an evening. Yeah, it's about one o'clock in the Dark morning. You've had a few drinks. And you just want to have a go at a game. Dark Stories Two is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. The idea of Dark Stories Two, I really like. Yeah, but I'm always disappointed with it. Yeah, well, if you if you if you've not Dark Stories is um, is a sort of small mini black box game, size of a tarot card. Um, one of those games like Omo oh Goods that you see in every board game shop, but you're never really brave enough to pick it up and yeah. see what it is. Yeah. But um, the idea is is you get a sentence of a event, something's happening, and um, on the back of the card is an explanation of how that event came about, what happened, what led to it. And what was the conclusion? And everyone else who's playing, who doesn't have access to the solution. Has to ask the person who's got the card questions that yeah. only have yes or no answers to try and get their way to. It. Mm. Great idea! It's a great idea. It's just a deduction game, isn't it? It's a great um, game to have in the card, travel game. But it's just, just it's like, just yeah. twenty questions, really.
3: Yeah. But but when the answer is so obscure, oh, the that it's that it becomes mm. impossible. You'd have to ask questions for years in order to get the exact yeah. Year
0: because one of the that's things that.
1: you realise very quickly with dark stories is that A they're not really stories and B they're not that dark yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah so you go into a really dark place in your mind and it just turns out oh they were in a convertible car or yeah. whatever yeah yeah they, they get know. shot though, so they all had a metal knee yeah, yeah. So. which is another one it's, it's ridiculous but but eight the...
3: games in two days is quite a lot yeah it's not bad could do more
0: that's still quite a lot it's
3: kind of I think that considering one of the days we didn't I didn't get here till like
0: five o'clock that's true that's, so true. that's a day and a half and, and considering that all of those games required rules explanations yeah Yeah. that's the difficult that's the most difficult does thing. that you also include the Chris's RPG no
3: um, so on top of that we've also had a rather lengthy RPG okay well I'll
2: add that to the list then Nine Nine games Nine Plus Dark Stories Ten. Not, nine Nine point five We've hit double figures
0: That sound again Yeah Check Twitter Check Twitter now
3: <laughs> If you check Twitter You'll know exactly What was happening At the moment of that sound <laughs> We
2: were just looking at Chris Going oh. What are you doing
3: Brannikins again Brannikins
1: so I went to Greece last week and I brought us back a lovely packet the musical <laughs> tell me more tell me more um, I went
0: and did, I ever, did I ever tell you about the time um, that I was um, it was just after I was leaving school school of GCSE and it was um, as part of the drama group and the director kind of oh, do you, you know we're just doing a project with the year 10s they just need a director to do like a musical uh-huh. like, a, like a 10 minutes thing and so I thought yeah that's fine and he's like oh here's Grease if you do um, there's like this Grease Mega Mix which yeah. encompasses yeah. like four yeah. or five songs it the it's the Grease, Grease Mega Mix it's the Grease <laughs> Mega Mix and it starts out with uh, Grease Lightning the song <coughs> did you, which? did you have chills now? they were multiplying <laughs> Were you losing control? Oh, no. Um, and <laughs> no. there's a, and it was kind of like the first day of rehearsal, and I printed out the script and not really looked at it before because I thought this is not going to be difficult to you know, <laughs> choreographer. <laughs> All right, okay, let's run through the song for the first time. Okay, okay, go, go, sliding yeah, 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 yeah. She's a real what wagon. And then you look at the script and real, realise that for the whole entire life you've been growing up listening to a song that has a line she's a real pussy wagon. Yeah. That's right. And then and then it was just kind
2: of like what does that look like?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, some, sort of, some sort of like Geiger-esque monstrosity. I think I can't even remember what we replaced the line was with Cause you can't. Huh? Have, she's a real woman wagon. Oh, that bit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a real car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was. I was also in the Grace. I did a little Grace performance. Did you wagon. come
0: across the pussy problem as well?
1: I was lip syncing. So, I, I <laughs> <doing that.
0: laughs> so what? You just kept your mouth closed at that point. Have She's a real mm-mm wagon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awful. Anyway, you were in the actual... Yeah. Anyway. You were in actually crisps. So <laughs> I brought us a pack of crisps, because crisps is <laughs> a running gag, but um, we had this Crisps are not a gag, Chris, they're a serious... All right, okay. Also, those crisps were real <laughs> serious business. They were good crisps, weren't they? They were oregano flavoured, weren't they? They were the best
2: crisps I've had in a long while. Best new yeah. crisps yeah. in yeah. a long
0: time. That's incredible. Was it the flavour or was it the actual... No, it was the flavour. It wasn't like the texture. Not, OK, they feel I, I feel it put out because I provided crisps for the...
2: No, they were delicious. The RPG, yeah, but they weren't the best. No, they weren't the best. Yeah. But that's yeah. fine. Not everything can
1: be the best. But was it the thought that they travelled... I think that definitely miles. played a part of it. Wasting how much aviation fuel? To yeah, get. yeah, they were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, <But> the, <laughs> the carbon output of those Aragato <laughs> yeah, crisps. Was, yeah, you least appreciate that. Oh, it was so good. But yeah, so I, went to, I had the full Greek experience. I was went to like a Greek wedding. I also went to this kind of Greek folk festival. Didn't know who they were, but <laughs> I didn't know. Who and we were right. we were what at, you do in Greece, yes. isn't it? We we're at, at till a wedding. There's one every Saturday. We were out till five in the morning at this thing, and it's this kind of local folk. Kind of performance thing. Basically, every village has its own saint, and they say that there's a saint's day for that saint. And they have basically they just get drunk and have music playing really weird songs Not to enough. the early hours of the morning. It starts around 11 o'clock at night and ends about like, seven like a morning. night out to walk about, pretty It's much. incredible. And but they, they, we were in this kind of five a side football pitch with loads of tables, and the table appeared to be, to be made out of like an old garage door and awesome. just drinking beer. Um, and doing Greek dancing as well mm. so what's Greek two. dancing look like I, mean, uh, they... I don't think I can go goody do a good fortunately,
0: well, fortunately fortunately, fortunately we've got a camera so you can demonstrate can you okay. so you turn it on with the little noise okay. right okay and because it's 360 you can yeah, stand in the I'll actual space do do so I want to see some Greek dancing oh god okay. do we have to do you want some music or something
1: no I mind
0: no because no, there's only one song that's currently Ooh, going well, around in, we'll have it in my mind yeah I don't know, it grease lightning go grease lightning go grease lightning grease lightning yeah, the <laughs> yeah, this
3: is what 360 cameras are all about <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like
1: the future I
0: don't like this, <laughs> oh, this really and
1: solid, that's dancing no but, but um, that, just a like my really really I'm not I'm not by any means as you you see an expert on Greek dancing <laughs> right, it's but, but, but yeah but, but my favourite bit was they had this they had this orchestra, an orchestra they had a band playing one of them was a clarinet player so everyone in Greece pretty much smokes I was like, there's a clarinet player He's playing a clarinet. He's got a spark in his hand and it's lit. Like, how's he doing this? It's in the end and I realised he, he, was, he, he was inhaling <laughs> on the cigarette and blowing through the clarinet. <laughs> that's <laughs> brilliant. And smoke
0: was coming out. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's cool. it like a special effect. I'll tell, tell you what I love about um, traditional, like, dancing that's um, sort of country-based. Because when I was living in Scotland and we used to go to Scottish weddings, that they'd always do Scottish traditional dancing. And what's mm. great about that is there's a... there's there's a uh, sort of a pattern of movements that everyone knows and everyone sticks to. So there's no sort of feeling of "Do I look like an idiot?" No, because everyone's dancing. Yeah, all and I'm doing is exactly set moves. I can't go wrong with these. And it's so much more fun <coughs> because you can go. I can dance at a wedding and have fun. It's just like at a Scottish wedding. So I, like, oh, now it's time for the ev Two Step, and like everyone's just like, "All right, we know." Everyone knows what that is. And we yeah. <laughs> <thing you have>. said <laughs> The same thing, I mean, it may be kind of uh, over kind of stereotyping,
3: but I went to an Irish wedding and, well, there's not kind of, wasn't Irish dancing, there was um, singing and singing of Irish folk songs and yeah. stuff. And that was, again, a very nice experience of everyone is singing, everyone is joining in on that, regardless of skill or talent, and they're all singing different songs. I didn't join in because... I didn't know any songs. and <laughs> I was just going to break out some short. Has anyone heard
1: Galway Girl? By <laughs> Pete, have you? How was the Welsh wedding? <clears throat> the Welsh wedding. Yeah, just going around the <clears> room. <throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, wedding wedding, wedding dancing. So. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> pretty great. Did, did you not have country dancing lessons at school? <laughs> yeah. Primary school. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Jesus, what? You yes. had country dancing. I did.
0: Yeah, yeah I had what country mean,
1: dancing. Yeah, yeah. I was free I in Birmingham, but I moved out to like a, a village. Yeah, Worcestershire. It's a little village, and we do like country dancing. Yeah, we do country it's dancing. So, yeah. at, at, Inky, at, pinky, Inky parley, v. V. Yeah, yeah. Do what bo- is this? Doing box I don't. Dance I don't, don't understand what yeah. you're saying.
2: Yeah. Well, weirdly, it's like growing up in you know the Garden of England, the most English place, Kent. You like all across loads of the schools, they had like country line dancing as part of like an extracurricular activity thing that you could do and sometimes we had to do it in this is when I was like in primary school Um, you had to do it as part of like PE
0: how much you, how much it's do you, you remember PE, yeah yeah <laughs> so what is a, what is English country dancing <laughs> how much so do you remember
1: it? PE? it's American That's hell oh called? it's the line, line, line dancing line oh dancing. my gosh country line no we did country dancing is in traditional English like, oh dancing. right so yeah well, you were living in the garden and I was living in the bit of England where they put, you put the bins out
2: <laughs> I like <laughs>
1: the fact that for me around the side I of the I house like the fact <laughs> of in
3: Kent the garden of England he learned American <laughs> line dancing yeah
2: I learned all of that and all that sort of stuff yeah it was like, great it's it's Spurs. I did it in my spare time I thought it was really fun yeah. your spare time <laughs> so what in
1: your bedroom what <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah wow that'd be a hell of a Billy Elliot story <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, that was great uh, so did you do like Morrisons? Oh, we did, like, just swinging your partner around. <laughs> swinging your partner around, da voo something like that. Yeah, I did none of these. things. that kind of
0: stuff. I don't, yeah, we didn't know, We, for, we I don't were
1: think we we any dance. The,
0: the yeah. most, the... Didn't do it in PE though, mind. The, we sort of, one of the most strangest things we did at school was sing inappropriate songs for kids but the only when you're an adult you realise like, that like hip hop like Tupac and now it is it's, it's <laughs> fuck the police. <laughs> it was on it was on that acetate <laughs> yeah, that's the thing like, so we had the acetate thing I mean like yeah, uh, so we'd sing like um, uh, Bob Dylan blowing in the wind yeah Yeah. which is kind of like okay you know yeah and then uh, Beatles little help from my friends yeah mm-hmm. which of course is a song all about drugs yeah um, so it was just kind of like we just had this like th- those are our assembly songs that we just sing really inappropriate songs to kids. What? White lines. <laughs> <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. Year five. <laughs> <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. Three B. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. <laughs> right, all the girls. White lines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and all the time I think of you. Um... Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Stead come round and it's like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
0: uh,
3: yeah, I just, had, I just had hymns. That's all I had. Fair enough. Did you have a school anthem? Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs>
2: what? Yeah, sorry, sorry Yeah, we had a school anthem. School
0: anthem, yeah. yeah, yeah, Some schools have like anthems that they sing like after or before each assembly, everyone stands up yeah. heart on chest.
1: We just have We're Going no. Home, Shush, <laughs> <laughs> shh, no wait what? <laughs> what we're going home shush, shush yeah we're going home shush we're going home shush we're going home to mum and dad shush we're going home shush we're going home shush we're going home shush we're going please I think this is literally shush, our yeah. very first all singing all
3: dancing episode oh my god you turn on the camera on. and it becomes a. <laughs> <laughs>
0: staying in the musical
3: you <laughs> put four guys who did drama in front of a camera yeah. and suddenly
0: yeah. all yeah. they created yeah. we, did, yeah. we, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have an anthem
2: or a flag yeah no we had an anthem we had um, we had uh, Jer- yep. Jerusalem
0: uh, okay. So we, we, so you appropriated a song as your anthem, so it wasn't like. You some, didn't create one, no. Yeah, it was like, this is the one. hymn that it will be.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, do yeah. Right.
3: I don't think I had any anthems or anything. I, yeah, yeah. My, my husband had a motto, like
2: a,
0: in Latin, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Tien
2: to Foy. can't remember what that is. Tien to four. Tien to Foy. It's when you get kicked out, about ten to four.
0: <laughs> no, don't. <That's laughs> very interesting. Shall I have my notebook. I do like
2: that book. It's Pac Man.
3: Uh, wait it reminds me of jesus end cups yeah, yeah
2: that's suppose. So, uh, is that cool yeah. isn't that nice for the longest time i didn't want to write in it because i was like oh it'd be like a nice little clip." and i thought just use it just use it
0: use the filter water dam."
2: talking about thinking on your feet yeah seamless we played dread we played dread on this again thing. <laughs> <I> nearly forgot. <laughs> so, this is the third the third game of Dread we've played? Third. Or did we yeah, do a third. test run? Well, yeah. Well, no, no. I true. mean,
3: technically, we've only ever played one Dread and we played two versions of kind of hybrid Dread. Hybrid Dread. Hybrid yeah. Dread. Okay. Dread Dread. Because the only, I mean, the only aspect that's sustained from Dread is the idea of the Jenga Tower being uh, kind of to complete a task, you, you're taking stuff from
2: a Jenga Tower. Yeah. That's the only thing that's kind of remained. We've yeah. not been dreadlocked.
1: So, uh, your story was about spies. It was, yes. It had Skullduggery, stabbing people in the backs. So basically, for the listeners who've just joined... Not
0: We've there. just joined? What do, you, what do you mean? We've been here for an hour! How do you think this works? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, just, uh, I'm going to tell this podcast, we're going to go away and do other things. But, uh, yeah, if you've just joined us...
1: I meant this, this episode. Right, right, right. Right, so it's <laughs> is basically where you've got a tower Jenga in front of you, one person is the Dungeon Master DM or Games Master GM, whatever, and they create a narrative, all these different parameters, <laughs> and any choices that have to be made at difficult choices, one of the players has to draw from the tower, and the tower represents a kind of tension. Mm. And so if the tower falls, bad things can happen, but basically, obviously, like a game of Jenga, the more you progress the more that tension increases because more unstable the town yeah. becomes yeah. so it's a great kind of barometer for the, the game really so it stops it out of saying it's welcome yeah so it's also a, 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 a timer isn't it
3: yeah exactly and it, way it works really well with certain types of stories yeah. depending on how you use it so the yeah. first one we did it was like a horror story so it worked well just to have that as it was a degradation of yeah because as the-, the game goes on a horror story should get more and more tense yeah. so the
1: Jenga tower kind of that's it so what you do right, so, that. so what we did in advance was like so we had the first one which Dan did which was in space Sam did one which was like a heist game yeah in the 70s was it 70s. Yeah, 80s. yeah yeah 80s yeah, yeah and my one was a spy kind of story and i sent everyone in advance character sheets to complete and they filled them in with their backstories and stuff and special abilities as well as allocating certain you numbers. gave some skill points to spend yeah, basically yeah, yeah. And then I take that and I try and create a framework or a narrative for them to work within. And one of the lessons I learned from both Dan and Sam is that don't try and predict too much what everyone will do because we've got Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we both found that when we
3: did that, immediately... Pete ruined. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you, you, you plan out, in your mind, you plan out that whole narrative of how it's going to go. And I think... I'm not sure how, how it did for yours, Chris, but for, I know for me and Sam, immediately... The three players deviated wildly from. Yeah, yeah. So in mine, I I expected you to go from room A to room B, and you went from room A to room M or something like that. Yeah. And I was suddenly had to figure out a way of get because I needed you to go in a certain
1: path. Yeah. So that that was what I said to Sam as we sent to you as well. So so they sent me their characters
3: back. Um. So Pete was uh, um, Agent
1: Mantis. Uh a 50 year old woman who had experience with hand-to-hand combat stealth, very stealthy we had Dan's, who was a 30 year old former private investigator an IT consultant and then we had an 80 year old carpenter yeah Sean Beard. and so I had to work around that and what, I, what I'd created in the game was it's a three act game a three act structure is the way we've played it and um, was that between each act we'd roll a, a d20 dice a 20 sided die to determine how many years would elapse between each act and what was funny was that Sam's character got more and more as he got more and more decrepit and elderly <laughs> The more redundant he became in terms of yeah. his moves. But well, by the end of the
0: game, he was 106 <laughs> years old. He could barely function. <laughs> so many and years. Yeah, he was <laughs> expected <laughs> to take part in this crime thriller. He spent two acts in a wheelchair.
2: <laughs> I think this is why the game designers like playtesting.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> so he starts off the game as an 80 year old man and he gets pushed out of playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: the first action Pete did was just push me out of a plane because as an 80 year old man, I was decidedly nervous about jumping out of a plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Janice wasn't having any of that.
2: I think it was the thing I like about pen and paper RPGs uh, is that that sort of dualism of thought, where you have to, you want to play the game and win and succeed, Mm. but you also know that you have to play a character. Like every part of me was like, "Well, I don't."
0: You know, I, would, I, would, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do that myself if I do this is like the route to success yeah but my character would not would do. not do that like yeah, yeah. Janice would be like get out yeah yeah so
2: like obviously it would hoof you out of the out of the moving plane
1: yeah yeah so, and we had some kind of um, traitor mechanic in there as well mm. so I'd, I'd fed um, Peter and Dan extra information Sam wasn't privy to right which I really liked I really liked yeah. so so it, it became cool. so it kind of gave them ulterior motives in the game because it was a eye game you know double triple agents kind of thing Yeah, um, and it worked because it's not something we've ever done before no. everyone's always been on the same
3: page yeah. I've thought about it but then when I thought about it I've kind of thought you know what that's going to be too difficult
0: for me to work out so I'm just not going you know, to what, and what was interesting is unlike okay. something like Avalon or Resistance or anything yeah. like that it or like Spyfall, yeah. we didn't go into the situation knowing that someone is going to betray you, yeah. or someone is a traitor. So, because because if I knew that going in, then that would have changed my you, whole approach. Yeah. To you would have you would have been watching what the other people were doing, Because yeah, like, looking for those clues. Because the thing, what the 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 first act, surrounded the fact we had to steal um, uh, some information and put it onto a memory stick. Yeah. And if I knew going into that that one of us was going to betray us then I maybe would have been more focused on like give me the memory stick and I'll hold on to it I'm trustworthy and I think that that works in a kind of resistance because that's the dominating factor.
1: Yeah it's the driving force behind it.
0: But in an RPG we would have spent like entire like ghosts just arguing over who to trust and who to think and then at the end of the day that will come down to a dice roll like who's the most charismatic is the most trusted and then suddenly you're in a situation where you get what you want being the traitor just because you know yeah. you rolled well or were able to you know talk your way out of it so I think that was a- I mean he made it a fascinating
3: kind of part of the story is the fact that for the first act obviously I was aware because within the confines of the story I was actually kind of the big bad boss guy grind mm. um, fighter but, yeah but even, even Pete and Sam didn't know even Pete didn't know that even though no. Pete was technically working for me yeah um, so that was kind of playing out but after that first act where it was revealed that Pete was a traitor um, that then, as you move forward, you're no longer with a kind of a traditional RPG. A lot of the time, you're working all together as a group to create uh, to kind of achieve something. Whereas then you had a me and Sam together against Pete, but we're all still mm. playing the game together. But it's a very separated story, which mm. made it really interesting kind of dynamic. It was kind of a, a dynamic of like I think at one point Pete being in prison. It was always like a. Uh, Clarice Starling Hannibal Lecter type thing of conversations between the criminal the, 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 the law enforcement stuff like that which made it really interesting kind of dynamic which I really liked mm. Mm. what would
1: you do differently next time Chris um, I would have made, even though it was hilarious I would have probably found an alternative motive for you in, rather than you getting older I think we talked about it we probably I'd rise into the narrative that your character would die and maybe your son or your daughter would carry yeah. on just because even though it was hilarious and we did manage to find ways around it, the dynamics of it of me having to be in a wheelchair and taking taking like part in on foot pursuits but I, but I kind of quite like the fact that you i kind of quite liked the fact that you became quite apathetic towards the end that was really interesting because it changed the dynamics of yeah me. yeah I was just too old to give a shit and, and I, what I love was, <laughs> and I it, gave a lot of shit but what, but what I loved was That's really hard. having to think on my feet and stuff yeah because um, I didn't really consider that because this is the first time which two people both you and uh, both you and Pete die in this game yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I survive yeah Kaiserser yeah, so so. fighter yeah and also that's the thing as well because I I asked them to come up with names I said give me a noun like that mad libs and give me a noun give me a name for give me a celebrity Dwight York um he's a celebrity is he I I mean I've heard of him (laughs) that doesn't yeah that doesn't mean a lot
2: but out of all the footballers I know Dwight York yeah Eric Cantona why did he have to be a footballer because I wanted to do something nice for you Dan (laughs) Uh,
0: go on Uh, footballers you know Peter Schmeichel (laughs) yes yeah so far all Man United players But yeah. Teddy Sheringham you Man, you United a a, he, Man United player He, he missed a yeah. penalty I mean you're naming The Man United team of, like. No Max wait wait wait, wait. So no, wait You're, no, you're no, literally you? naming a, uh, The old Man United team Can you get at yeah. least all one squad Come on can you do all 11 yeah. many, How many has he done so well, far Well was Wasn't in that team Five Well we're giving him He's on suspension yeah. Right so can you do? He's some director some of football <laughs> um, Alex Ferguson Manager Man United manager You need him as part of the team Essential Bit. yeah he's got to do the tactics yeah. Who, yeah, who, yeah. who are the ones in the Hurricanes
1: <laughs>
2: Rory
0: Rory Don't know that's start. I think you're you're close he's on go, I think he's mixing sports if you get the surname yeah. Michael that's a golfer oh, that's a golfer <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. not known good. for his prowess <laughs> on the football field and it's over to the wing there and uh, it's Cantonato. and Paco-ho-ya. he has a glove oh my god he's got a glove everyone. Right. <laughs> okay, everyone he's picked up the ball he's run with the glove he's like a whirling derby swinging <laughs> that club around I can't remember it's a putter It will go down as a goal but my god <laughs> got it <laughs> there are bodies everywhere
1: <laughs> <He's> if <giving laughs> you a penalty he puts a
0: T on the side <laughs> uh,
1: the linesman going I think it's 7-9 for this shot <laughs> oh my god the ball suddenly goes into the the other half and he suddenly free, he just get overtaken by a golf buggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. oh god. Pete's football knowledge yeah it's always, it's a constant source of amusement so yeah I know it was good fun it was good fun oh. um, and then Pete is going to be doing the next one of these things but not dread I don't
0: think I'll do dread <laughs> the Jenga tower will be are you going to take that home with you it's technically yours is that mine yeah yeah, yeah you bought, bought it, it. Oh yeah, I might take a game.
2: Well, I mean, we could keep. Well, I, I'd like it, to take it, it, aim. It's got us three, three, three RPGs. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I'd like to try a an RPG, one of the big RPGs, as in one of the, basically one of the Wizards of the Coast ones. I'd like to try D and D or. Uh, or something that's and, a, and a set and those. a set story, so you can and a set story. Work that's your work, work. your way through being a safe space. Being a safe space where I can where I can do all that sort of stuff. I because when I'm given a blank slate, that's terrifying to me. Like to me, I think we talked about this before. Creativity. I'm really good at that stuff when I've got a starting point. Like if you give, we talked about before, where you give me like one paint color. And I'll do something creative with it. That's fine. But if you give me a blank piece of paper and all of the colours, I'll just freeze. That's a Picasso, right? Yeah. So, um, so what Not I do exactly th- like that. Yeah, yeah literally, <laughs> literally word for word. The beta. <laughs> uh, Brainy quotes. Uh, Peter Wellington quote there. Um, so no, the 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 thing for me is I because I, I can't that. do that or I find it very challenging and I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd like us to play one of the really big, well-known. Uh, pen and paper RPGs to
3: give, you, to give you that foundation that you can not so much fall back on but kind of support yourself with so yeah. when, you, when you have to make the kind yeah. of do the improvisation of decisions and stuff you yeah. you've got that to fall you've got you've got that how does constant this of where it's going it's, where it's almost like touched. all
0: the decisions you need to make are what happens in battle and what do we see it, it, yeah absolutely. The world is already it's like an expert game designer says this is the system in which you will be playing
2: yeah um, and here is a story to go with it so I'd like to play either Call of Cthulhu or um, uh, Actun Cthulhu or Dungeons and Dragons or uh, Delta Green I keep mentioning like Cthulhu stuff but um, I think that That kind of thing Would be One of those Core systems Would be really fun I think um, Or oh, oh We could do um, Oh What's the universe Where they do Hacking and stuff uh, run. We could okay. do Shadowrun Because I've been uh, I've just read Neuromancer So that's basically like, Right in my head At the moment So like a thing Where you like Jack in and do like uh, Data hacking and all that sort of stuff that'd be fun yeah, yeah. Be up for that. but anyway so I'm going to do something like that I think and find like a pre-written story that I then have to improvise around mm. I think I think that's what I'm going to do
3: so it's so a equivalent of you wanting like a you, you sitting yourself in an open world video game the world is all there but you can navigate your own way around it. Yeah. But it's all yeah, there But for you. it's all there.
2: And yeah. And you've got that, narrow, you've got you've got that got safety that, net.
3: You've got that main storyline that you can follow if you want to, but yeah. you can deviate into all these side quests. Absolutely. I just picture that what it would be it would be us playing
1: a couch kind of co op game and Pete's just on our shoulders saying, go, go over there. Whispering. Yeah. Just go. <clears throat> Do the ball like, mini game. Just rolling a piece <laughs> of
3: dice
2: here again.
0: That was the Staying In podcast recorded live. In my kitchen, and that is, if you can believe it, the first time that myself, Sam Turner, Peter Willington, Dan Frost, and Chris Darby have recorded a show all together in the same place at the same time. If you liked it, then leave us a review at wherever you get your podcasts from. If you want any details of the stuff covered in the show, then go to StayingIn.Podbean.com and give us a follow on Twitter at StayingInPod. But until next time, thanks for listening.